Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm Jane Nakata, your host, a coach for women, and the creator of Jumpstart and the Women in Japan Mastermind. So today I have a really interesting interview with you, uh, with for you, with uh, Silke Tyler. So she is someone who I met in California last year at uh, James Whitmore's BBD Live event, and she's part of the uh, mastermind that I belong to um, within that group. And she and I had one of those sort of fateful meetings. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people at this event, and we just both had, were sort of drawn to each other. And she said to me, you know, I had this feeling that I had to talk to you. And, and I thought that was really weird because I just had this feeling that I really wanted to talk to her as well. And I, when I found out what she did, uh, what she does, you know, with being a healer, you know, a Reiki master and um, hypnotist and all that, I thought, well, she must, you know, have that happen, you know, like once a day or something, but apparently not. So that I felt that's pretty special. So, um, yeah, today we are going to talk about um, some, you know, little woo-woo things. And so we'll talk about, um, you know, the importance of energy and about Reiki healing itself and how it works, because I didn't actually know much about it, even though this is a Japanese thing, right, obviously. Um, we talked about, you know, sort of what do people come to see her for, for Reiki? How can it work um, about hypnosis as well, which I've also been using in the last uh, few weeks and months. And some of the, the people that she's helped with these different modes of uh, treatment, you know, these sort of, um, like we call them woo-woo, but as um, Silke says during the interview, this is sort of ancient wisdom that we just sort of rediscovered and was forgotten. So, um, yeah, I really, yeah, I thought this episode was really, really interesting in that fact that sort of um, we go into a different area or zone there. But um, yeah, this if you're interested in sort of this sort of thing, but you don't know anything about it, then definitely have a listen, because I think you'll find it very, very interesting. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Silke. Hi, welcome to the Transformations with Jane's podcast. It's great to have you here today, Silke. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jane. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you again. It's been a while since I actually spoke to you in person last time. It was back in October of 2018, last year, when we met in California. That's right. Yeah, so we were both at um, James Wedmore's Business by Design um, live for four days, wasn't it? We were there? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four days, yeah. And um, yeah, we got to meet each other there, and that was, yeah, one of my great memories from that trip was meeting you. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. But same here. Yeah. I think we just instantly clicked. Yeah. And you, you came up to me and you said, I just had this feeling I had to talk to you. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's really um, like, I don't know, not spooky, but yeah, kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sort of thing happen to you often? 
No, actually, I was just going to tell you this is not a standard <laughs> line. <laughs> <Nobody but I'm> <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, there are certain people that just kind of light up where, where we just intuitively know, okay, there is something there that I need to explore with this person. And that's the feeling that I had with you. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, because um, so, you know, you're an energy healer, one of the many things that you do. So, yeah, I thought um, maybe that happens to you all the time, but not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so please tell um, please tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Silke, and officially I'm an energy healer, spiritual teacher, and hypnotherapist, and artist. And um, my passion at this point is really, um, and I know that you had um, the, um, definitely the question as far as like what the word is, you know, for this year. And so this kind of coincides with my mission at this point is really to expand into the highest service that I can deliver to women. Um, and not necessarily just to women, but that is definitely my main focus because, you know, I've gone through life at this point and I'm in this privileged situation at this point where I have the luxury to fully dwell into the things that I love to do and for me you know having studied uh, spiritual traditions for all these years now and grown as a healer and as a teacher I, nothing gives me more pleasure than to fully be present for women in their own alignment and for them to fully grow into their capacity um, and really shine. And that's really kind of it at this point. And I just do it through all kinds of different avenues and ways and, you know, primarily with energy healing and then also with my classes and my courses that I teach as well. So um, tell us more about the energy healing, because this is something that is something I've really delved into recently myself mm -hmm. um, because I've been working with um, Jim Fortin as part of his transformational coaching program. And mm -hmm. in there, there's a lot of talk about energy and um, because we are in He says we are all energy beings. We're all cosmic energy yep. beings. And from at the start, I was kind of like, this is really hard for me to grasp <laughs> um, as, you know, a first timer um, <laughs> around the block with this. Um, and so I was like, let's just be open-minded about what this might mean. And, you know, mm -hmm. but I sense that more like, as I go through this program, I'm, I'm peeling away layers of my, you know, of blockages and, and like, you know, old stories and things. I can feel I can sort of sense other people's energy more now than perhaps I could even just six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and people have said stuff to me like, wow. Um, like, cause I said, oh, I've noticed you are feeling X, Y, Z. And they're like, how did you know? Like, you, um, <laughs> like, um, have you got some special powers or something? It's like, no, I don't think so. But yeah, I just <laughs> noticed this more like very recently myself. So yeah, please tell us a little bit more about that. Very cool. Well, first of all, I guess to preface this is to really say that this has been something that is innately part of us as a species um, for humanity um, ever since we have come into existence. It's just more in the recent 
thousands of years <laughs> that it has been more and more forgotten, and especially like the last um, hundreds of years, I would have to say. But if you look at uh, different cultures, you know, it's still very much intact that belief and that that idea of how everything flows together, how energy works, and how we're all just vibrational beings, you know, and you can find it in Native American teachings, and of course, you know, all over the world in different teachings as well. Um, so it's not foreign, it's just more that we're not necessarily brought up with that idea. And I think that's kind of where it all comes in. Uh, so once we understand it, and especially nowadays with quantum physics and science in general, really making such strides, um, it kind of collapses that idea now uh, between the woo-woo side of, mm -hmm. you know, it's considered energy healing and really more the legitimacy of it uh, to really understand that it's, it's a completely natural and we are all in the flow of that that creates you know, universes and worlds and that we're all part of it. And there's no differentiation and everything is energy. Um, we are vibrational being, we're vibration. Everything in existence is vibration. And, uh, you know, if we look at an atom and that it's 99% nothing, basically, you know, mm -hmm. so what is that nothingness? Well, it's vibration and that's how the universe functions. Mm. Yes. And this is, yeah. This is really hard to grasp when you just come across it. <laughs> yeah, but it like, and it's interesting that you say that it's, we've always known this, but it's just been forgotten, right? Yeah. Um, and various traditions have this as part of their teachings, yeah, all over the world. Okay. All yeah. across the world, yeah. This is yes, and and you know, even if you look at ancient ruins, um, you can still find all the remnants from it, and you know, you can find the remnants from of sacred geometry because you know the ancients understood how things were put together and how this world was put together, and um, you know, so all we have to do is even look at recent history, and we can still find it. And it's really more that we have gone into a deep sleep, and we're just now waking up from it again. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So you practice um, Reiki, which mm -hmm. is from Japan, which is correct. Yeah. Very interesting. So I don't know anything about Reiki myself. So mm -hmm. could you enlighten me as to what it is and, and um, how, how does it work? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Reiki is one of the energy healing modalities that I practice. And it's um, one that is more commonly known nowadays. And so I think it's more easily accessible for most people to uh, practice and then also to learn as well. And I'm a Reiki teacher as well. Um, so what Reiki is specifically, so it was um, founded by Dr. Osui um, and he had this enlightening moment um, when he went on a retreat uh, at Mount Kurama in Japan, and yeah. uh, that was in 1922. <laughs> and um, he purposely went there to find some way of not having to use his own energy for healing because he was already on a path, you know, to for many years prior to that, he was already on this discovery path for himself and having studied other spiritual traditions as well. And so he really wanted to find that thing where it would be coming directly from God, basically, where it's this energy that doesn't diminish in any way and doesn't use his own energy. And uh, he found it basically at, you know, like, 
like I said, uh, at the end of his retreat at Mount Kurama and uh, had this enlightening moment and experience. And it was something that he discovered that um, could be replicated for others as well. And so once he brought this gift to humanity, um, and now, you know, from there, it basically expanded very rapidly. And he was just an amazing man of just helping so many people. I mean, if you look at his history and his story, I mean, it's, it's really incredible. And uh, yeah, so, um, but what I do believe is that it's not, this is not new to us. It's just, again, you know, something that we've more forgotten and it's something that he brought back. It's one branch of the overall picture that com was completed when he found it again and then, you know, brought to others as well. And of course, you know, there are many, many, um, um, uh, histories, many um, stories, you know, of people healing and, um, you know, it's, it's well documented by now just how amazing a Reiki is and what it can do for people. And I certainly have a lot of stories myself as well, you know, since I've been attuned to Reiki. And so then once um, somebody um, is initiated into it, um, if, if somebody chooses, you know, the path of a teacher, uh, of a uh, Reiki healer, and then um, they go through initiation, through classes and through what's called attunements. And so then once someone is attuned to Reiki, then it's like that radio station and frequency is tuned to that specifically specific station and then you have access to it basically forever and it's um reiki means universal life energy and it is that energy that then openly flows through us as well and then we have access to it and if somebody somebody wants to experience reiki uh, without you know becoming a reiki healer then of course um you can just um, go visit somebody who um, is a Reiki healer and experience just how amazing a session is by itself. So what, hap what happens? Can you explain a little bit about what goes mm -hmm. on in a Reiki session? Yeah, so for Reiki specifically, um, the person who would be, let's say the client in that case, uh, would be laying down on the massage table fully clothed and um, the healer basically begins to work on that person. And what happens is, you know, in some areas, the healer might touch uh, the person. And in other areas, they might just hover their hands over certain areas. And really what takes place, um, if I have to explain it more in scientific terms, is that we all, you know, have, so we come in, um, and we have different things going on throughout our days and throughout our life. And, you know, so we kind of build up stuff and, uh, you know, we have blockages in areas, we feel heavier in others and, you know, things happen to us. We have life experiences that we carry and these all get stored as, um, energy blockages and, uh, as cellular memories. So, and then, you know, we have certain discomforts or even illnesses that we experience and we don't really know. And we look at it more from the physical level, but we don't know that there is that whole vibrational side to it for healing it. And um, my belief now, you know, as a healer is really that unless we heal it on a vibrational level and we heal it at a cellular level, um, things will just start returning again because the root cause hasn't been addressed. And this, also, of course, also goes for the mental level as well, you know, as a hypnotherapist as well. Um, so then when you do come for a session, so you're laying there on the table and so you have all this stuff basically that's been going on and that's been building in your body because um, your body tends 
tends to store it and in fact, you know, it accumulates more and more over time. And in a Reiki session, what happens is that the healer is really more the person that's the channel for that information of a higher frequency coming in. So the cleaner the healer can be, and in being that vessel for that pure divine energy to come through and to work with the client, the better the session can be. And um, so that's the primary job you know, of the person that is facilitating the healing. And the only job really for the person who's coming there is just to have an open mind, be willing to change. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, being open and being willing. And other than that, they just basically need to lay there and just allow that energy to flow through them. And it's pretty incredible when you can feel just that much higher vibration. So you have to kind of imagine, you know, we're all kind of like in our own soup. <laughs> and so we have, you know, a certain vibrational level. And so we might feel, and, and you know that, you know, when you're walking into a room um, of people, let's say you're walking into a place and people have been arguing. Mm. Uh, don't you usually feel that, yeah. that something just feels off? Yeah, the tension is there. Exactly. Mm. You yeah. can feel it in the room. Mm. And so there's, that's no, difference, no different than what we tend to also hold in our bodies too. So what happens, let's say, you know, if, you have, you're, if you're in a room like that, and it's almost like as if that light is turned off. And then someone comes in, and all they do is just turn on that light switch. Mm. What difference that makes? All of a sudden, everything gets illuminated. And this is basically the same thing within an energy healing session uh, and specifically as we're talking about Reiki as well, where whatever muddied energy was going on, whatever you had going on prior to going into this, um, the minute that that flow of Reiki, of universal life energy um, comes flying, not flying, <laughs> flooding in, mm -hmm. <laughs> It's, um, it's just the most beautiful feeling because um, it just raises the vibration naturally without anyone else really having to do anything but just, like I said, that openness to experience that wave, that frequency of what can happen. It's literally just like turning on that light switch in the dark. Mm. So for the healer, they are just like the vessel, the channel, mm -hmm. the, the pipeline mm -hmm. almost. <laughs> for yeah. The or this Absolutely. Like the, the radio station turned in to uh, yep. into the frequency that delivers the 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 energy to the person who needs it yeah. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. And, you know, obviously the healer will have accumulated different tools. And so they'll have their toolbox of different things that they can pull out, you know, depending on what's going on with the person. Uh, but yeah, specifically with a Reiki healing, it's really more just facilitating that healing by allowing that energy to flow through by us being that radio who turns the dial to that specific frequency of Reiki and then allows that to flood in. Mm. So um, what kind of people to show up in your, like to be healed by you? So I primarily work with women, but I also uh, work with some guys as well. But for me, like I said, it's just more become kind of my niche to really encourage and work with women because especially as women, what I find, you know, we, uh, multitask constantly we do so many things uh, in our life and throughout our day and then of course taking care of kids household job you know everything else um, we tend to kind of leave ourselves behind mm. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, you know, what, what woman would come to me, um, any woman that is ready to recognize that she needs to make herself a priority because when she does, then everything else flows better. And then she is able to fill her own cup and give to others. And really that's, that's really it. But um, I will also say just because um, I have grown in so many different directions. Um, usually when the women come to me, they're ready for big shifts. Um, and that's what I really love because when I can really help a woman transform and let go of all the stuff that's been happening to her in her life and that she's ready to shed and for her to fully blossom, there's just nothing greater than that. Mm. So um, the, the people who come to you are more looking for, are they looking for a change um, in how they feel or are they mm -hmm. looking for like, like a physical healing, like, oh, I have a sore shoulder or is it both? Yeah, both. And it does uh, go hand in hand, really. So yeah, because any physical symptom has an emotional root. And so until we heal that emotional root, um, the physical symptoms will continue to show up. So many times it is physical symptoms, sometimes severe, sometimes lighter, um, but always with that recognition that there is a much more deeper underlying uh, emotional cause um, at the root of everything. And so really healing the emotions. And there are several different ways of doing it. Uh, it can either be through hypnotherapy and then it can also be through energy healing. And there are just different avenues um, that it can be facilitated depending on what the person needs. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like some people might be like emotional emotions coming out of pain what are you talking about you know like yeah. um, but i i have i realized that that is something that i have as well like obviously everyone has it but not everyone <laughs> realizes that they have it yeah. right and yeah. very skeptical but i have this um this knee right that will just start hurting when i'm in like when i have a huge decision to make or if i am not dealing with something and it's weighing on me my mm -hmm. knee will start to hurt and yeah, is it your, your knee joint or? Yeah, yeah. Like um, mm -hmm. it's yeah. where I, I hurt my knee when I was like 10 or something. When I was yep. skiing, I mm -hmm. fell down, really twisted it. Um, and it's fine. Every other day, it's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I can run on it. But sometimes mm -hmm. it will just hurt. And it's like, oh, I must have. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I must have, you know, tweaked it or I must have, you know, mm -hmm. stepped funny or something. But no, it's it's very much where... Um, my emotions try to show me there's something that you're not dealing yep. with here, Jane. And it's my, I call it my jippy knee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with my knee. It's just an old yeah. injury site that, um, yeah. That, that is so work. perfect. Yeah. Because that's the cellular memory in your knee. And so when something like comes up, then it comes right back because it's that memory recall of, oh yes, we hurt ourselves back then, you know? And so then our neurology tries to search for something like it and then it finds that match. And then that's where you experience that pain again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as soon as I figure out whatever it is that I'm avoiding or not, dealing with or you know needs to be sorted out it goes away it's gone yeah like it's just yeah it and so it can for a long time i was like oh maybe i should stop running and you know oh, and i'm you know sort of seeing uh, asking um 
you know, someone who deal, deals in sports medicine and all of that, you know, oh, what should I do with my knee? And, and they're like, oh, maybe run less. And no, that didn't help. And it was just because I was avoiding something. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my knee. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant, though, that you recognize it. That's very cool. So you're yeah. already five steps ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm like, oh, what, like, is this, is this also emotional pain or, you know, like now I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very sort of like open to the fact that, yeah, I'm not dealing with things and I'm just, you know, I'm swallowing emotions rather than like feeling them or, um, mm -hmm. you know, avoiding decisions or, or something. And I see it coming out in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. So is Reiki something that can just like, like give you like a, like flush all that out. Is that something that makes yeah. you for you? Um, and, and there are different modalities for different things. Um, Reiki has a very beautiful calming flow to it. Um, it certainly has the possibilities of major healing and also flushing things out as well. Now there are other things that I'm trained in that are more um, appropriate as far as that's concerned, but uh, definitely Reiki has the possibility for it as well because you know it is unlimited because it is God source energy that's flowing through you. So you know there are no limits to it. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other things that we could flush out those emotional? blockages yeah. or pains with what what are those modalities yeah so for me i kind of uh, developed my own techniques um you know definitely more release um uh, pattern release for sure um and then also as far as uh, shamanic healing there are possibilities too and then uh, other techniques that i've learned as well um just as far as uh, overall uh, letting go of any of those heavier energies. So mm -hmm. yeah, more specific also um, something called divine intervention that I've uh, studied. I'm a divine intervention minister, um, which goes more to, to bigger things as well, uh, as far as healing, you know, some of the really big things that people have, uh, bigger diseases as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so recently I've also started doing hypnosis and more specifically self-hypnosis. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So, um, and you're a hypnosis practitioner. So what is, so what is, um, you know, how would you describe hypnosis to someone who has sort of wondering about it and wondering what the benefits are of it? Yeah, so hypnotherapy is really beautiful because you have so many different options with it. Uh, so there's clinical hypnotherapy and um, and then you can go more into regressive and progressive uh, hypnotherapy as well. So clinical therapy is usually the first starting point uh, when somebody comes and wants to shift something. So clinical uh, or also called suggestive hypnotherapy is of course really great um, when somebody wants to quit smoking or wants to release weight or wants to shift any form of anxiety that they might have or any kind of phobia because sometimes we don't necessarily have to go to the root in order to heal the symptom. Now of course you know any symptom always has a root cause but sometimes um, we can begin by seeing if we can shift the symptom without necessarily needing to go deep if somebody doesn't necessarily want to go that route in the beginning and see how effective it can be. Um, so by um, basically um, the client and I sitting down together and forming a plan of what it is that they need to hear in order to shift that. And then um, I basically do an individualized script for them where um, 
based on our interview, I get a feeling for what it is that they need to hear in order to help them. And then it's more suggestive to basically, you know, so for example, for a smoker, then it would be that they're now a non-smoker and they already see themselves as that and they understand that if they ever touch a cigarette again, you know, it wouldn't even serve them. And, you know, so we can be very specific with it, how, how we phrase it or the same as far as somebody overeating specifically, you know, then focusing on much healthier options for them. And again, what it is that they need to hear, you know, things that they uh, want to let go of and things they want to bring in as well. And the same with phobias or with uh, anxiety, it's, it's extremely effective for anxiety. And I've had cases, you know, with people being afraid of flying and uh, in, on an airplane <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, then, uh, um, and then being able to relieve that to where now they actually enjoy, you know, sitting in a window seat and looking out the window. And that's incredible to me when we can shift the brain and move, uh, be in agreement where the conscious and the subconscious mind can be in agreement and find that common uh, denominator to shift and heal it. And, you know, so it's really beautiful for that. And then, of course, where it gets really fascinating is with regressive um, hypnosis therapy where we can go into this lifetime and really heal more the deeper wounds and um, and then also bring in uh, things that the person needs in order to feel fulfilled and feel whole again. Mm. And of course, it can also be done with things as far as past life regression and uh, life between lives as well, which gets a little bit more into the woo side, but it's <laughs> Beautiful yeah. and fascinating and and absolutely true and accurate and amazing again, you know, what possibilities there are to heal someone with that. And, you know, it should always be done in that context of whatever will benefit the person the most, you know, what is it that they need in order to heal, in order to move that forward into the present moment to where they can feel whole and where they can now step into the best expanded version of themselves to live their fullest and happiest life. Mm, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, like often, and I know I grew up watching TV shows with hypnosis and like they would have people, you know, clucking like chickens on there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so I think from that, it got like sort of perhaps a little bit of a bad rap but it's not yeah, actually <laughs> like yeah. that and you will and, and like um was it uh, my coach jim said you know you will under hypnosis you will never do anything that you would not do in real life anyway like yeah. you you cannot be hypnotized and then go out be um you know made to go out and kill someone because if that's not what you would potentially do anyway you know that yeah you still have your free will do you know what I mean like um, yes that what it is yeah Yeah. exactly and your conscious and subconscious mind have to be in agreement if there's anything that somebody tells you in hypnosis and it's not in agreement with your core values then yeah it's not going to happen and I mean obviously anybody who's reputable you know wouldn't do that anyway so exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. like it's not about me you know it's about the client and helping them so I'm always very careful too as far as exactly you know how far do you want to go what do you exactly need to hear you know because I can facilitate anything for you but it's it's you who is supposed to have that transformation and so it's really about serving serving them and not serving me so Mm. that's really what it's about yeah um I've like you know I've been doing um hypnosis well like i said more specifically self-hypnosis using mm-hmm. um audios tracks and things and it really is it really does um 
make you feel great. You know, like you can, you just come out of it feeling like you're on something <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. good, you know, it, it sort of gives you this, you feel like you're sloshing around in the, this really nice sort of, um, not, not drug state, but you know, like it's sad that we have to say that <laughs> we have to get in. The yeah, yeah, part. definitely. Yeah. And you are in a trance state for sure. Yeah. And you know, what makes it so amazing is that a beneficial suggestion that's giving during a hypnotic state has 25 to 200 times the programming power than any form of suggestion. Right. Yeah. So, so you're that in means a, you're in a specific yeah. mental state at that time, aren't you? Like um, your brain is in a specific brainwave state or something. Yes. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what that's makes the difference is being just awake yes. and hearing the yeah. hearing the track being sort of like in your normal state and then um, hearing the the suggestions in the hypnotic trance state. Yeah. That's the yeah. Difference. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. and when you come out of um, you know, when I've come out of a hypnosis session, I just feel like, um, you know, like a layer of, of gunk has sort of come off, you know, like I just feel mm -hmm. lighter and I feel, you know, even just a tiny, yeah, thin layer of film or something has come off me. And yeah, yeah it's, it's really, it really is um, very, very useful. So even if you just want to perhaps try you know maybe you don't have a specific thing um like oh i want to lose weight or you know i want to stop smoking or you know stop drinking or something like that mm -hmm. you can still get a lot of benefit from hypnosis to improve how you see yourself or how you see your life or your performance or whatever it is something yeah absolutely that. i mean you can upgrade yourself <laughs> in any way that you want with hypnosis because you know just looking at it from that perspective you can write affirmations all you want but if you actually are in a hypnotic state and you say those same affirmations just, just imagine how much more powerful they are so yeah yeah definitely there's so many just possibilities it's really endless as far as what we can create when we're in these trance states yeah, and um, I like what you, you said. We're up, uh, sorry, update. So we are effectively updating our software, <laughs> you know, yep, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah, because our current version is like 1.0 that was created <laughs> back in 1985, and oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> right? <That's> perfect, yep. <laughs> so definitely time for it to update that software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, talking about software, I mean, it's it's really like this, you know. So it's like our body is that computer, and it doesn't differentiate what's coming in and what's coming out, what programs we're you know putting in there, and so it's literally a matter of us choosing okay I don't really want that program in there anymore let's pull it out and what do I want to replace it with let's put that in and that's what we're really energy healing and hypnosis both serve in the same capacity because it's really about upgrading the software mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's exactly right and our neurology does function exactly like that yeah so ladies get out there and update your software <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Yeah, because I notice like it, like all the things that trip me up as I go along this journey of you know transforming myself and um, creating a um, a business, creating a life that I really love. The things that trip me up are the things that I can trace right back to when I was like you know ten, seven, mm -hmm. you know those childhood things. And like, why am I letting that you know trip me yeah. up now? I'm nearly forty for God's sake. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. time to let that go and time to. Um, just yeah move on 
up yeah, yeah. great yeah yeah and that's where regressive therapy comes in because then we go in and we heal it there and then every instance moving forward gets transformed up until your present moment and then it just doesn't isn't even part of your existence anymore mm, yeah that sounds like it could be very effective yeah so that's called you said regressive therapy mm -hmm. yeah regressive therapy okay yeah because we're going in and we're going back in time right Mm -hmm. And there's different ways of doing it. You know, you don't have to relive it or re-experience it. You can also see it uh, more from a third-person perspective. And so then you're not necessarily re-experiencing the emotions. And, you know, again, there's so many possibilities. For some people, it's very healing if they experience it because then, then they can move forward. And for other people, not so much. They don't really need to. And again, that's just something that we figure out, you know, in our relationship together, what each person needs uniquely for, to them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating, especially when you can see it more just like a, a movie that's playing in front of you. And then you can bring in uh, possibilities um, of what, what it is that you need, the resources that you needed at the time, you know, why you were feeling that way. And of, all, of course, always asking those why questions and going deeper and deeper with it so if you have any issue you know asking well why is that why do i have this and then you find you know we always think that it's like a current event or something very recent as to why it's triggering us but then as we keep asking these questions we realize oh it's going deeper and deeper until we find you know that that root cause and that's always based on uh, the first uh, instance where it happened and there's always uh, emotion and a feeling attached to it and again when we can go in and we can heal that and we can give let's say that little girl you know that needed something at seven years old or ten years old mm. that needed that resource and we make her whole again and then that's where the magic begins to happen mm. okay yeah that sounds amazing so um, you know for example do you have to work in person with people for hypnosis or Reiki or can it be done um, online? Like what sort of mm -hmm. options yeah, are there? It can be done online. Uh, I have not done regressive therapy online, but I have done suggestive therapy because um, with suggestive therapy, it's lighter and um, it's easy, you know, to work with anyone online. I prefer to do regressive therapy in person. So this way I can really support the person depending on what's going on with them during the hypnotherapy session. Mm. Um, Reiki and any other uh, healing modality, you know, out of the many modalities that I facilitate, um, you do not have to be in my presence in order to do healings. And I do a lot of uh, Zoom sessions. So, you know, using the Zoom app where we see each other um, via computer or screen, basically, um, whatever you're using, smartphone or whatever it is that you're using. And uh, so we see each other and we talk to each other and then I can work with anyone uh, this way and then also remotely too without actually uh, being in the presence of someone or even seeing them as well. So I have clients as well where they lay down um, and we agree ahead of time you know when that's going to happen and they lay down and I just work on them and then then we check in afterwards to see what shifts have you experienced how you're feeling and um, yeah basically do a remote healing from there as well mm. yeah so yeah the mind boggles about how this all works right <laughs> again um, once we understand it yeah that it is our yeah. frequency then it doesn't matter because you know it's it's non-linear and I think that's the biggest mm. thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, recently I've been learning about, you know, um, shamanism and how um, shamans can heal you in dream time and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Opening up my mind here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's really good to know that it can be done online because my image was that someone has to stand over you with their hands over you sort of, Mm -hmm. you know channeling yeah. this um energy but it, no it can be done online and i yeah. like that because you know some of my listeners here in japan you know maybe don't have the language um skills or the confidence to go to a japanese speaking um healer mm -hmm. um, in this country and so yeah having an online option means that you can access that from the comfort of a from the comfort of your own home but mm -hmm. also be in, in a language that you can you know speak confidently do you know what I mean mm -hmm. like yeah. I imagine that there is a lot of you know discussion that needs to happen as well about certain things so um, perhaps it's tricky for some of my listeners you know um, here in Japan and I know I would sort of struggle even to want to go to a healer in Japanese yeah mm -hmm. mm. yeah yeah, no, we would set up an initial 90-minute uh, session uh, where I get to know the person and I also do a numerology reading on their birth date because then that opens up their field to me to where I can uh, get a better understanding of them and they also get a better understanding of themselves too because it opens up their life path to me. Um, so I can basically read them and also teach them already a little bit about the possibilities that they have in their life and things and qualities that they might not even have known of. And many times what we also find is that they're surprised and they're like, oh, this is why I've done this. So this is why, you know, I've been curious about this or been drawn to these things. And uh, so it's very fascinating. And then from there, we would um, actually do the interview of getting to know the person and then doing the healing session, the first healing session as well. Um, what I will say, uh, because I am all about transformation. So for me, uh, the first initial session is a beautiful introductory already on a deep healing level but at the same time um, more in line with you know figuring out where how I can assist that person and where they really want to go um, with the healing sessions what do you want to achieve and you know what is limiting you and how can I help you to fully become the person that you're meant to be and fully blossom and fully heal if there are any issues that you have. And so those are the things that I feel passionate about. And, and then from there, we would basically set up a path for them to help them. And um, again, this can be done via Zoom call. And so far, I can honestly tell you, I've never found any limits to the possibilities of what can be done remotely. And it's, it's fascinating. The first time when I began doing remote healing sessions, um, and of of course you know it's something that you learn in reiki too how to do remote sessions but um until you start practicing it and then you have someone on a zoom call and and i and you know it's a possibility is there where you can shift someone in the same way as if they're actually physically with you and you're touching them it's just remarkable when when that happens and so now you know after having done it for several years and it's you know i know that it works now and that there is no time or space and it just collapses in that moment and anything is possible and it's, it's really miraculous it's beautiful yeah and i you know i've seen it myself on on other calls where i've seen people like being coached, you know, in a group sort of setting, 
and mm -hmm. like yeah the the coach has basically reached through the, the internet and and you know somehow like change them on the spot you can see it happening you can see that it works yeah it's very yeah, cool. it's, it's very very cool and amazing to see that you know i had before your eyes yeah um yeah. so that's yeah we are very lucky to have this um, technology that allows us to do that now whereas that yeah possible before and i really like what you said about you know how you you do these um you know introductory sessions with people and they often find out things about themselves that they hadn't noticed or realized because mm -hmm. we we often think oh well i know who i am and you know i know me and what i'm about but we really don't like often, yeah. yeah we really have no idea about ourselves yeah, i find that more and more yeah and we underestimate ourselves so much. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And again, that's why I love working with women because women, you underestimate the possibilities and the powers that you have. And I love nothing more than showing a woman how, how magnificent she really is because every woman is really, I mean, there's so much potential and so much beauty there. And again, it's just not something that we're innately taught. No, definitely. It's definitely like, where's your weak point? And yeah, let's focus on that rather than, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of the potential that we, we have. And yeah, talk about limiting ourselves. That's like our favorite pastime, right? It's yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You know, we shrink ourselves down in order to fit in into, you know, into the models and the um, things that, and into, yeah, into just um, paths to just kind of figure out the life and then you know ideally that's at some point when we're ready that's when we can begin to ship that and really start living yeah that's great so um do you have an like a story you can tell us about well someone and how what sort of things that that have happened once they've gone through this process with you um Oh, that's a good question. One thing that I actually wanted to kind of share earlier when you were asking about Reiki, uh, which is very brief, but um, when I became a Reiki master, um, of course, you know, at that point I had just uh, been learning it and I honestly had been using Reiki uh, for myself for many, many, many years prior to that um, because, um, so I'll backtrack a little bit here. <laughs> so, so for me, I've always been curious and I've always been awake and I always knew that things were different, but um, until my son was born, my first son, Daniel, um, in uh, 94, um, I was more just, um, you know, awakening on my own up until that point and had many experiences and kind of new things and, you know, also was able to sense energy and feel energy. But uh, during that time, um, I did go through postpartum depression and um, so for me, I knew that I needed to find something because I'm, I've never been the type, you know, to take any medication or to even go see a doctor for it. And so I knew I had to figure out a way to heal myself. And um, a friend of mine from the La Leche League at the time, uh, she was already a Reiki master. And so, uh, you know, my natural thing was to go to her for healing sessions. And of course, you know, that was my first introduction to Reiki at the time. And then seeing my own life transform and seeing 
how amazing that was, you know, the first session when I left and I felt just so peaceful. And that's really something that anyone will tell you when they've had a Reiki session, um, that they go in and they feel one way, they might feel nervous and, you know, they have things going on in their life. And then when they leave, they feel lighter, they feel peaceful, they feel energized and, and you know, so much more positive. And that's really just the effect that you'll, you'll find over and over again. And that was the same thing for me as well. And um, so... So that's that was my introduction to it. And then for many years, I would go um, see Reiki practitioners and then eventually start learning it on my own. And after I became a Reiki master, you know, even though I had known the power of it, um, it was still more practicing it and figuring out how real is this really? <laughs> you know? mm. Mm. I mean, it definitely takes <laughs> quite a while for it. And, and I'm a very skeptic person. And so for me, you know, now that I was a Reiki master, I definitely wanted to be able to have some kind of proof for myself. And uh, that came <laughs> from my son, Daniel, <laughs> again at the time, mm -hmm. <laughs> because we had gotten new bikes and he drove his bike uh, down the hill and uh, didn't hit his brakes right and uh, broke both his arms. <laughs> <Poor kid>. oh. <laughs> and so we had to, you know bring him to the hospital and everything and one arm healed uh, pretty easily uh, because it was just a regular break the other arm was a lot more complicated because they had to do surgery once and um, and then uh, the nail thingy whatever that is that they put in it slipped um, you know during the recovery and mm. they had to go in and do surgery again so with the first arm Usually, you know, it still takes quite a while for it to heal. And so at that point, um, I had been a Reiki master, um, like I said, just recently. And uh, the kids were already familiar with energy healing, too, because I had introduced it to them even before. And um, so we started doing Reiki on both arms. The first break healed within three weeks. It was completely healed. That's fast. And then, yeah. And then the second break, like I said, you know, that took a little bit longer. And uh, when he had to have surgery again, honestly, I thought, oh, the Reiki failed. <laughs> you know, it didn't mm -hmm, work. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, no, you know, it was just because he was using his arm. And so it slipped, of course, you know, Reiki had nothing to do with that part. <laughs> and, but we had done, you know, all this Reiki on that arm, you know, to heal it and you know, for, for it to be well. And then he had to go and have surgery again. But what was amazing is that after the surgery the surgeon came out and he said I don't know what's going on but I have never seen uh, anyone build bone faster than your son mm. and they had to go in of course and clean it all up again in order to yeah. do the surgery you know in order to fix it again and set the set the bones right but that statement was just so profound because that showed me the power of what we had done and of mm -hmm. course not us necessarily because we were just the vessel for it but still you know with our sessions doing that and then the whole process of him healing his arm afterwards uh, so then again he had to go through that whole recovery period and they saw just how fast he was healing and so they were really confident and again you know within three weeks they thought oh hey it's going to be done and so when they told us they said okay just come back next week and he can get his cast off and it should be fine and during that time we didn't have time to uh, do any Reiki sessions on him so we, it was pretty much just left the way it was from the session from um, prior to him going to the office and then him coming back 
And um, when he returned, they um, did an x-ray and almost nothing had changed in that week. And that's when we realized that it wasn't him healing fast, you know, for sure, but really that this was something we could actually track, that it was actually the Reiki that made it speed up. Mm. And of course, then when he left, when we left the office, then we started really <laughs> doing this. <thing>. Right. <laughs> like, All right, come on, we can do it. We've got this. <laughs> and then, then when he returned the next time um, and they did the x-rays, it was completely healed. And he didn't even need to be in a sling or anything anymore. They could just take off the cast and it was done. And I think just that for me personally, um, my poor son, you know, had experienced that. But, mm. but for us to see that documented like this with a break through a cast, <laughs> you yeah. know, doing the healing, uh, that was profound for me. From that moment, there was never, ever any doubt anymore um, as to not just the emotional healing that I had experienced um, right. of what this modality can do, but then also the physical healing for him sending that energy through a cast to <laughs> to his bones for his bones to heal i mean that was just the most amazing thing to me and so from that moment on like i said for me that was a done deal because there's no way that anyone could tell me that that wasn't real so mm. yeah wow yeah and i love the um <clears throat> the um the thing you posted on our facebook group about what happened on your way home from bbd live as well with the lady who sat next to you on the plane do you remember yes. that yes writing about oh my that? god yes so that was yeah in the realm of hypnotherapy and i never told her that i was a hypnotherapist because she was too scared and and she yeah and she didn't need that you know i didn't need to tell her but yeah so <laughs> that was yes would you like me to share that story? yeah just tell us quickly that story okay. what happened yeah <laughs> so yeah so we sat down in the plane and the lady next to me i think she was from kentucky um no from alabama and i knew that she had not flown many times and she looked totally out of place next to me on that plane mm -hmm. and she was so scared i could see just a fear in her and so i asked her i said are you okay and she said i, I am terrified i am i'm actually she said i'm scared to death of mm -hmm. flying and so then at first, you know, you're like, oh man. Next to me on the plane. And then I'm like, okay, shake yourself out of this. Wait a minute. You are a healer and a hypnotherapist. This is your job. You know? <laughs> There's a reason why she is placed next to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so then, then I basically started working on her. So I, so I started working on her energetically without her even knowing, but just easing that energy and allowing the Reiki energy to just flow from me to her naturally, just by her proximity to me. And I could already feel her calm down. And once I could feel that to where I could feel that the energy was starting to help her, that's when I started talking to her then and said, uh, and basically kind of did a little bit of a very light um, induction of just a very light uh, hypnotic trance of just basically soothing her and just letting her know it's okay and we're here and and then you know and and so it, it was really incredible there was still a little bit of nervousness for her to go up but then once we were in the air um, 
I actually told her, I said, oh, I really would love for you to look out the window because I had the window seat and she was next to me. And then there was another person next to her. And that lady was so sweet too, how she was just beautifully comforting her as well. And um, so I basically talked to her and I said, oh, just look at the beautiful sky and look at the clouds and you see this. And then especially as we were getting near uh, Nashville and we were about to land and the sun was setting and just how beautiful it was. And so for her at that point, she had lost all her fear. And in fact, she had completely transformed. And then when we landed, there was no fear left in her anymore. And she said, you know what? Thank you. I love flying now. (laughs) 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 So yeah, so to be able to facilitate this for someone, I mean, there's nothing greater. You know, I sometimes think, I mean, it's just the most um the most beautiful job because like i said i I get to help uh, others be better and i mean it's just amazing it is yeah that's a a wonderful skill gift whatever you want to call it that you have (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean it's both isn't it like you've you've worked on this it's not just you were just you woke up when one day and you can do it you know yeah, and it's definitely something, you know, that we have to be guided to for sure. And um, yeah, and it's something that is definitely innately in us. But again, it's in all of us. And I think that's the biggest message that I really want to leave everyone with is that that knowledge that it's not just uh, a few of us, but we all have this. It's just that we've forgotten. And so um, for anyone who's ready to wake up from that dream, and from limitations and to be ready to step into their full potential of whatever that is, you know, there's, there is, there are ways of facilitating that. And in fact, it's your birthright. Mm, Yeah. I feel that I noticed that too. I mean, even, yeah, in the last sort of six, eight weeks doing this, um, this coaching with Jim, I feel more awake than I have been, you know, ever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, you know, that might sound very woo-woo to some people, but yeah, if you wanted to say to a skeptical person, you can be more awake than you are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was like, what, whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm awake. Yep. <laughs> yep. In no, fact, I, I have I a course on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, if, if anything we've been talking about interests you today, definitely, um, you know, get in touch with Silke. You can find her where, where can people find you? So first of all, on my website, so uh, silkesart.com. And on my website, I also have free resources and anything else um, for you to find me, basically. And all the information as far as sessions and then also my uh, membership for women called Beauty Flourishing. And then also uh, my new course that I that is uh, at this moment in the beta stage um, as we're still going through it. Uh, but it's called Awaken Your Life. And that's exactly what that's about. You know, it's awakening to the potential and the essence and the greatness of who you truly are and really awakening in life, realizing that, you know, you are, you have been kind of in a dream state and you have limited yourself and you've only been in the space that, um, that you've looked at so far and that has been allotted for you, but there's so much greater potential there for you. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming along today and, talking to us all the way from Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Same here. Thank you. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. And yeah, I can't wait to see you again sometime. Hopefully we're going to get you here in Japan and 
you know, wouldn't it be cool to actually go to Mount Kurama <laughs> yourself, right? I would love that. I'll take you there one day, I promise. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's okay, a it's a deal. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> So that was the interview with Silke Tyler. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I really had my eye, uh, not my eyes, my mind opened to um, a whole different world that's out there. And, you know, we can walk around with blinders on and not realize that these things are there, even though we think we see and we hear and we notice everything. We do not. And it's interesting what she said about becoming a Reiki master. Like anyone can become a Reiki master. It's just that you you haven't been through the process or the training. You know, there's, it doesn't mean that you have to have been someone who feels energy from a young age, that sort of thing. Like we all possess this potential if we want to discover that. So I thought that was really interesting. And after we finished talking, um, we were talking about, yeah, the um, the place where Reiki was discovered in Japan, which is in Kyoto, on a mountain in Kyoto. And so I said to Sidke that, you know, I will, if you come to Japan, I will personally take you there. So let's do this. So who knows, this year, at the end of this year, she may be coming to Japan um, for a trip. Potentially November is what we discussed. So I'm really hoping that she will make the trip over to Japan to actually visit the birthplace of uh, this uh, form of healing that she practices. Yeah, that would be very exciting for her and exciting for me as well to have her here in Japan. So if you are, yeah, if you're, you're someone who is considering um, experimenting with uh, being having this sort of treatment or, um, you know, hypnosis as well, then definitely get in touch with Silke. You can find her details in the show notes here. I'll put all the links in there, how you can uh, find her. And if you, she has lots of um, free resources as well that you can sign up for and you can, you know, or join her programs or, you know, get one of her one-to-one -one sessions if that's what you want. So, <clears throat> please take um, advantage of those things that she's provided for you. And yeah, also my jumpstart course is coming up again soon. So if you missed out last time, and I know there were quite a few of you who said to me, to now is just really not the right time. But if um, May is the right time for you, next month we will be starting up again. So definitely uh, get on my list for jumpstart and make sure you don't miss it. Because this program is what is going to help you to wake up from where you are yeah it's going to help you to see more clearly um, what it is you're actually doing and how you know where it is that you actually would prefer to be right so that's why I call it jumpstart because it really <laughs> does jumpstart you it just like opens your eyes to the potential that is around you that you're not seeing in your daily life so if that sounds like you uh, definitely get on the list for that and we will be starting in May so uh, by the time you're listening to this it's April I'm sure so yeah don't miss out and I'm looking forward to having a really great crew of people uh, along for this jumpstart course who are ready to yeah just 
start to look at their daily life and take it to the next level. All right. We don't have to be moving to Bali or, you know, moving to an ashram or something like that. You know, you can have the life you want here in Japan. All right. If I can do it here in Fukushima, you guys can do it wherever you are in Japan as well. Right. Okay. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much. See you again next week. Bye bye. みなさん、こんにちは。今日のインタビューは、シルケーさんあのにインタビューしましたあの。彼女はドイツ出身ですけどあの、何年間もテネシーというところ、アメリカのテネシーに住んでいます。であのちょっとアクセントがあったので、もしかして皆さんのために聞き、いつもより聞きにくいかなと思ったんですけど、あの彼女はレイキーマスター。レイキーって知ってますよねあのその日本のヒーリングの、なんていうの,あの方法<笑>昔の方法あのそのレイキーマスターと、あと、ヘプナティストって言うんですけど、ヘプナあのマスターヘプナティストうん。なんか今ちょっと話しながら検索してるんですけど、あの催眠,催眠術師、ね。その催眠っていう言葉があんまりいい意味ではないみたいですけど、あのその人の,あの今までの体験とかを直すための、あのなんていうの、うん、テラピーなんですね。で、私もその催眠術、最近自分で使ってるんですね。自分もできるので、あの例えばもっとあの自信を持ちたいなと思ってるんだったらそういうふうにあの自分に対して使えるしあと例えば痩せたいなとかタバコをやめたいなとかそういうの時もあのよく使われてるんですね。で彼女はいろんな人をあのそのヒーリングをやってるんですねあのオンラインでもできるらしくてそれはすごいですよね。あの別に同じ部屋にいなくても大丈夫です。<笑>あ,のあと,あの、えー、と、なんか隣に座って、あの多分飛行機の話を私は聞いて、それはすごいなと思ってたんですね。その飛行機に乗ってて、隣の女性がすごく緊張してて、でどうしたのって聞いたらあの、もう死ぬくらい、死にそうくらい怖いんですよ。飛行機に乗るのって言われて、で、まあ、あのその霊気のマスターなので、その隣に座ってた女性にあの、何も言わないで優しく、そのいいあの気分を送って、あと、その催眠術の言葉をかけたらあの、彼女が起きてても全然効果的だったらしいですね。で、その女性が、あのその怖いから、楽しいって言って、飛行機に乗るのは楽しい。楽しくて、また乗るわ、みたいな感じで、あの、じゃあの着陸した時に、笑顔で降りたんですね。いやー、それはすごいなと思って、それ実際の話。あの、多分カリフォルニアに会った時に、あの、帰りの道に会った女性なんですね。なんか、
すごく偶然みたいな話だったけど偶然にその怖い女性があの怖がってる女性があのその霊気マスターの席の隣に<笑>座ることになったんですけど偶然ではないですよねそういうハプニングがの運命みたいなハプニングだったんですねで,でセ,ルキーさセルケさんはすごく優しくてもう何にも言わないでそのヒーリングをその女性に当たったんですねなのですごいなと思いました。で、あの、そのグループの皆さんはなんでその女性に言わなかったのあの、もし、もしかしてもっとシルケイさんの、あの、なんか、ヘルプとかヒーリングが欲しかったかもしれないねってみんな言ってたんですけど、いや、あの、そういうメッセージではなかったんですねって、なんか、ここ、この場面だけ私のスポットが必要だったっていう、気分だったので、あの、何も言わなかったんですねって言いました。もうそこ、すごく深い。<笑>すごく深いなと思いました。あの、まあ、その話をして、礼儀は何だろうって思ってたんですけど、あの、これからもうちょっと深く知りたいなっていうふうになってきましたね。あの、知らないことが怖いなとか、いやー、なんか怪しいなとか、と思ってしまうんだけど、実は少し分かってきたら、あのそのもっと面白くなるんですよね。何でもそうなので、その怖いとかダメとか思うより、あの思う前にちょっとあのおこれなんだろうとかあの質問してみて、もっと少しだけでも深くあの知ると面白い面白くなるんですね。どんどん。なので、今日はこれで終わりになるんですけど、あの、5月にジェーンのジャンプスタートコースがまた、あの、始まるので、その、待って、待ってた方がいれば、ぜひジェーンのリストに入って、あの、今度そういうサインアップのインフォメーションが来るので、ぜひ、あの、よろしくお願いします。あの、ジャンプスタートは、えっと、今の生活から、あの日常からもう目,目を覚めたい人パッと起きたい人だったらあ,のあと実際の今の,あのリアリティを本当に見てあと行きたいところをちょっとちょっとでも見えてくるようになりたい人ぜひあのやってみてください。じゃあ、これで終わりになるんですけど、また来週よろしくお願いします。ありがとうございました。バイバイ。